welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of God's Kingdom Advancement Initiative, a Kingdom Apostolic Missionary Organization that seeks to take the gospel of the Kingdom to the nations. Here is Dr. David Ogaku. This common being a scripture that says where there is no vision, the people perish. Have you heard that before? Okay. Now I want to find out why there is no vision. So why no vision? Hallelujah. Why no vision? And then we need to understand also what is this vision that the Lord is talking about. You know, because sometimes we use the scriptures and uh, we've seen men who come to meetings and they just say it where there's no vision, the people perish. By implication, everybody's looking for a vision. Or somebody have to give a vision. Fine. There is nothing wrong with that. Now, just turn very quickly to Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 18. That's where you find the Bible. I mean, what I'm talking about. Where there's no vision, the people perish. But I want to read it from the Amplified translation. It gives me a better understanding of this particular scripture. And I'm sure it's going to help you as well. The Bible says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Now, I want you to understand compared to aspect of this. The vision has to do with the revelation of the redemptive power of God. So, listen and listen very closely. It has nothing in the true sense of it to do with what we call a personal vision. In that sense. Maybe a vision that has to do with what is happening to you, who is killing you, who is strangling your neck, you know, who cut off your cloth in the night or something like that. Mm-mm. That is exposing the works of evil. But that is not the redemptive revelation of God. In other words, when there are problems in a society, and God is not speaking to the situation, the people perish. When there is a problem, and God does not bring a redemptive word, not causing you to know the problem. That's a big difference between you knowing the problem and God speaking a redemptive word to the situation. What God speaks is redemption. That is the vision that the scripture is talking about. You are in a tight situation. What is God saying? As to how you are going to be able to do what? To come out of the situation. That is what it means. Hallelujah. I want you to be balanced by the grace of God in this place. You have to know some things so that it is not just because it is popular or men are saying it. What is God saying? I'm going to give you two examples on this. The redemptive word of the Lord for those particular situations which amounts to what we call the vision of God. The vision actually speaks of the words that come from the Lord. Hallelujah. The revelation of divine truth. It's not the issue or the cause of the issue. That is not the issue. 
That is not what God is talking about when He says there is no vision, the people perish. What He's saying is, your problem is there, and God has not spoken as to what you ought to do to come out of the situation. That is why you perish. He's not talking to you about uh, maybe your grandfather that caused something, or you sold something yesterday or something. You've done all of that, but what you need to come out of whatever situation you are is God speaking about the situation and telling you what to do to come out of the situation. You need a vision. Do you understand this? You need one and I do need one. Otherwise, we all, we do what? We perish. Hallelujah. Are you there? See, it's actually talking about literally, if you will, Open vision. By implication, vision that is spread out. In other words, men coming to know the mind of God for that particular situation. So when you say where there is no vision, it means God sees speaking. Did you get that? It means things are going on, but God is not communicating. He's not talking to anybody. And why would God do that? That is part of what I'm going to share with you. Why would God stop speaking to people? In other words, why is it that there is no vision? Now, I'm not saying somebody cannot, you know, be seeing maybe your problem, like I said at the beginning. Your problems, your difficulties, and, you know, like, you know, like what Pastor Maxwell is talking about. You know, we have all this kind of ministry that have gone to corrupt the word of God across the globe that is terribly difficult for people with divine light to move into the system because there's a lot of corruption on ground awaiting you when you cross borders. It's because of these kind of things. But there is no reason that people perish. So somebody launched into the church. And like I, funnily, like I keep, I keep saying, you, you tell him about my, my phone number. doesn't make sense to me because I know it. That's no vision. Your number is zero, zero. I know my number. Man. Don't remind me. Your house number is number 32. I know where I came from. I'm not lost. If I was lost in the world and you say your house number is number 32, you go back there, fine, that is a word from the Lord. But I can't come from my home to a meeting, you're telling me my house number. What use is that to me? I could be full of troubles. God has to tell me how to come out of my trouble, not my house number. That doesn't solve my problem. God is a problem solver. It doesn't remind people of their troubles. Are you there? So there comes a time when there is no divine prophetic word, no divine truth coming to people. And so the Bible says when such things doesn't come, they do what? They perish. That's what it means. It means you are perishing because there is no light that God is shedding on the particular situation. Another extension or the meaning again is no public preaching of God's word. But there is no vision. No public preaching of God's word. Now when people preach, you can you imagine what John was saying? When he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That was a public preaching. And men were moving to him in where? In River Jordan. Redemptive word. He was saving them from the trouble. Remember what he asked them? Who has warned you to flee the rod of God? There was a rod. Now his word was redemptive because people were moving out of the realm of rod into the realm of salvation. Where there is no redemptive word, it means there is no vision. So vision is not about your grandfather, man. It's about what God is saying about your situation. Do you have one that you need a vision? Come on, am I talking now? God has to send someone to you. 
They want to speak to your situation and tell you what you must do to get out of this situation. That is the vision you need. That is what you should be praying for. Are you there with me? Not telling you about your, you know, something, something, all those kind of things. I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make meaning to me. Listen, let me explain something to you. If you come to tell me my mother is a witch, what solution is that to my problem? What you succeeded in doing is adding an enemy to the list of the enemies I have if I don't know God. Now I know somebody is there challenging me. Somebody is there doing that. Now you come to tell me my mother is also what? He's a witch. Now I say, okay, my mother is teaming up with those people. You haven't solved my problem. I don't need such prophecies in my life. Don't tell me who is after me. Don't tell me who is troubling me. Don't tell me. I don't need it. Is anybody here with me? If I have a problem, I want a solution. Not a reminder or telling me who is responsible for the problem. I don't need it. It doesn't help me. If rather I'm going to paint some spirit of hatred and all of the malice and bitterness in my heart against such people. And don't you know when you begin to live with hatred and bitterness, you can make progress in God? I don't need it. That's no vision. Go to meetings and people call you up and say your grandfather was a witch or stepmother is a witch, this one is a witch. And you are shouting, hey, gospel, what did God say? God doesn't remind people of their troubles. He solves the problem they are carrying. Hallelujah. You know, it's that low cheap mentality of ministry. And people running headlong for such things. <laughs> and they think they're going to make progress in life. Find out for all these people who go into such meetings, what is the level of progress they've ever made? You can see one. Because there is no solution to the problem. What you need is a solution. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you still there? <laughs> Hallelujah. Turn to Psalm 94. I mean 74. Psalm 74. People perish. It means they are depraved or moral restraints. They just can't stand when you say, where there is no vision, people perish. No corrective measure, no solution. They are bound. And, and I like the amplifier. He said, those who obey the laws of God and even the laws of man. Huh? Because the government that be, they are of God. That you are a Christian doesn't mean you, have, you don't have to obey the laws of the land. That's not true. Because Paul, even Peter, we say pray for the government that are in power. For there is no authority that be except that could be of God. If you like, go and challenge the Nebuchadnezzar. It was God that ordained him. In fact, God said, you are my servants. That is why you don't understand the scripture. When people say it, the Bible says I know the thought I'll think towards you, thought of good and not of evil. No, we just quote that scripture. Can you find out why that scripture came up? God was telling them, I send you to Babylon. You get married, give your daughters out to marry, be houses, plan fine years. You are going to be here for 70 years. I know the thought I'm thinking about you. After 70 years, you will come out. You quote it for yourself and tell me whether you are bonded and God sent you there. We're just misapplying scriptures. Without knowing the mind of God and why he said what he said. If God gave that to you, maybe in a vision, in a kind of revelation, you know that God is speaking to your situation. 
it become a revelation of what? It become the proceeding word from the Lord. But just taking it from the scripture and hammering to people doesn't produce results. Because God said it for a particular situation. So don't be in a hurry to come out to Babylon. I know the third thing towards you. I've given 70 years for you to be here. So give your daughter house to marry. Get your sons to marry daughters here. Be fine, be houses and say, enjoy yourself. Because you are going to be here for 70 years. For I know the thought I think towards you. That's why he said what he said. Hallelujah. You know what we do? We open the scripture and look for the scripture that can, you know, you know give us some pep, our spirit, make us feel good. I don't know if you understand what I mean. But that doesn't make it the word of God. It doesn't make it the word of God. Amen. If you're like a pastor, is sitting before somebody in council, and the person has some problems, and God dropped that into your spirit and opened it up for you, then you know God is speaking to the man's situation. That means God has hand, and He's going to solve it. Is that okay? But you just can't just lift the Bible and lift up scriptures and fly with them. You don't get any result. That's why our prayers are very ineffectual. They're not producing results. That's our faith are dry because it's not God talking. But if God talks, you can trust Him. Hmm? And you know that this is God and you can, you can bet your life on what He says. Are you there with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't walk with this man except you begin to hear Him accurately. Now, Psalm 74 verse, verse number 9. Look at it. We see not our signs. There is no more any prophet. Neither is there among us any that knoweth how long. That is what vision means. It means these guys are in a terrible situation, but there's no one coming to say, sooner than later you are living here. It's not going to tell. See, the scripture is not saying no one told us what we did while we are here. That's not what it says. Always responsible for the reason why we are here. No. What he's saying is, how long are we going to be in this situation? Somebody speak up. That's a vision. Are you hearing this? Somebody talk to me. How long? <laughs> so, if God says, okay, you're going to be here for three years, tell the church three years you're going to face this problem. And then we prepare our mind to go through. Are you still there with me? Hallelujah. How long are we going to be? He said, we can't see any sign. Well, he said, our signs is a token of God's presence. Especially as manifested in the gift of prophecy. As I keep on telling you, prophecy is not tied up to the office of the prophet. There is the office of the prophet that is spirit of the gift of prophecy. Everyone in church can prophesy. Don't come sitting down like a dummy. Come on. Are you hearing me? Get sharp in the spirit. Get some words into your mind. Say it to what God is saying to the church. Every one of you is free to prophesy. No one is talking. Now all of us don't know where we are. <laughs> because nobody is talking. That's all I say. How long are we going to be in this kind of a mess? But nobody is talking. By implication, no vision. Are you there? Come on. Are you following what I'm saying now? How long am I going to continue with this trouble? You're in your trouble. That's what you say, God, how long am I going to be here? You are not going to say, God, show me who is the cause of my trouble. No. How long am I going to be in this trouble? And then God comes up and sends a man to you to speak a word into your life. 
said, this is what the Lord is saying about your situation. Come on, am I, am I telling you something? Now I'm going to give you an example, a very practical example. How many of you know the scripture that says, believe the prophet shall be doubly believe the evening? Huh? Oh, 2020. Fine. Now, do you know why God said what he said? In fact, it was Joshua that said it. Now, can I show you this morning why Joshua said what he said? <laughs> Second Chronicle 20. You just... <laughs> People look for these things, just pick the scriptures and they blow up. Bah, 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 bah. You know, that kind of the prophecy, whatever, whatever. Even the man that said what he said for Joshua to say what he said was not even a prophet. Can I read it to you? Second Chronicle 20, let's begin to read from verse number 12. Hallelujah. Are we there together? Second Chronicles 20. Verse number 12. Oh, our God, we thou not judge them. Now, Israel, as it were, was facing a problem with other enemies. There was going to be a battle. Is that okay? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Now they know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. That's a good place to look into. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jair, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation, not in the house, not in somewhere else. Come on, is anybody hearing me? They were in a meeting place, just like we are. The spirit came. Verse 15, the Bible says, and he said, how can ye or Judah, now, Somebody's talking now. Is that okay? Why is he talking? The spirit came. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. I wish somebody would talk to this pastor. Hallelujah. I wish somebody one day will have the spirit come upon you. You address me. You listen, Jehoshaphat. God said the Lord unto you. Be not afraid. He wasn't talking to the whole church. He was talking to the leader. Did you hear that? Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. That's a good word from the Lord. Did you see that? He didn't come and begin to say why they have the problem. He didn't say why God is sending the enemy. The battle is the Lord. Be courageous. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zim. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. Listen, the spirit knows where the enemies were. The spirit was telling them what to do, where to find them, because already they have been defeated before the Lord. <laughs> While there is no patience, the people perish. Are you getting the meaning now? In other words, if this spirit had not come upon this guy to speak to the church, the Bible makes me understand Jehoshaphat and the whole of Israel will not know what to do. And then they will perish. That is what it means. Verse 18 now says, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head. Am I there now? Okay, verse what are 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. <laughs> Set yourself, stand here still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Can you see the meaning? Redemptive revelation. All Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be this man. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord will be with you. 
And Jehoshaphat bowed his head on his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. That is a good pattern of worship. When will God talk to us? And will we know this is God talking? They worship the Lord because he gave them some bread. We're not talking about prosperity. Huh? God spoke and they realized this is God talking. The Bible said they worship the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekwa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so he shall be established. Believe his prophet, so he shall do what? Prosper. Can you see why he said what he said? In other words, let's have faith in what he told us yesterday. But you know, people who used to promote their ministry as prophets. Hmm? They just quoted Second Chronicle 2020. Don't you know me, prophet? Believe the prophet. So I'm saying, bring 50,000 and God is going to multiply it for Believe the prophet shall be established. That is not the reason why Joshua said what he said. He was giving faith to the people to trust in what God said using his prophet. So believe the Lord who said it and believe what the prophet said and you shall be established. Is anybody here? I've always urged you in this place to read the book. Even if you get revelations, if people speak to you, if you hear some things from television or whatever, go to the book. Huh? Read it again and again and again. And know why such things are said. Verse 21, I said, And when he has consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And thou shalt praise the beauty of his holiness as he went out before the army. And to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. Whoa! Come on, did you get that? Did he say the Lord God is a man of war? No, his mercy endured forever. The tongue of those who got revelation from God is completely different from those who don't hear God. <laughs> that will have sound the God of war. The God of war is coming. The God of fire is coming. No. His mercy endured forever. Praise ye the Lord. These are men who have encountered God. They have seen the mercies and the goodness of God. They know who God is. Hallelujah. Come on, is anybody there? And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set an ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Manseh, which had come against Judah, and they were smitten. They didn't sing of his fire, they didn't sing of his sword. Huh? They sang about the beauty, the goodness, the mercy of the Lord. In this house shall men speak of the glory. This is where we have to speak of the glory of the Lord. Come on, in this house shall they speak of glory. Not walls and battles and, and fires and, and sword and blood or whatever. You're wasting your time, man. Know your God. Did you hear that? Know your God. <laughs> hey. You see? Well, there is no vision, the people perish. So we have, we have to find that there was a vision. Is that okay? There was a prophetic word that came to guide the people on what to do and how to come out of this situation. So he's talking about the redemptive revelation of God. 
Now we find a similar example in the book of Acts chapter 27. If you read it very closely, you're going to see where Paul was traveling with this ship owner. Remember that. This thing we're talking about has to do with nations, has to do with business, has to do with individuals. Did you understand? Can you see what happened? This was a ship owner, a sailor that owns a ship. And they were to sail. And Paul said, we should not sail now. But the ship owner said, you just keep sailing. He wants the money. That was a prophetic revelation. That was a vision given to the ship owner not to go on sailing at that time. But because he didn't listen, they went sailing. What happened? There was a shipwreck. The ship was lost. Where there is no vision, people perish. What it means is, if God doesn't speak to people concerning their situation, death is inevitable. Destruction is inevitable. But if only they can obey what God says, they'll be established and they will prosper. But it's not saying it's coming from one individual called a prophet in the house. Because the man that spoke to the nation of Israel was not a prophet. Did I make myself clear? It can be anybody. So God can use any man to talk to you. What you need is a vision from the Lord. No matter how tough and rough your situation is, God is still talking. Come on, am I talking to someone here? Hallelujah. He's still talking. Now, let me show you something that happened to Israel at a time. In the book of Amos chapter number 8, at a particular time, Amos chapter 8, Remember what we're dealing with. Why no vision? And so why are the people perishing? Why are things rough and yet no answer, no solution? Why? Hallelujah. Are we there? Why no vision? My implication, why not the word of God? Why is it that we don't hear God talk to us? Listen to this. Amos 8, are you there? Behold, the days come, say the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor of thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And the Bible says, they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run, verse number 12 there, to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. How many of you know that this is already happening? Hmm? Men, why are they going to meetings? Why are they going to all night programs? Why are they, what are they looking for? Look at your billboards today. Look at your hand flyers today. Everything is in the area of the prophecy. Prophetic, this, prophetic, that, prophetic. And you see people moving and moving. Is God really talking? They said they have been running to and fro, looking for prophetic words. Why is God causing the famine of the world? Remember, if you read this in Judah at that time, even some of the prophets were asked to leave, not to talk to them. Hallelujah. So, the famine of the world comes when you reject the divine revelations that is coming from the Lord to His people. Any nation that rejects what God is saying, God will shut up His word. He will never send it to them anymore. And when you pass it, call the ones he's using to talk to you, God will shut up the flow of words coming to you to give you a redemptive revelation. Hallelujah. 
What they are looking for is like what we read in the book of Psalm 74. When he said there was a famine of the world, by implication, trouble was on the ground, but they have no answer or solution to the problem. Because God have decided not to talk to them. By implication, you are trying to destroy my prophets. You've done the best you can to humiliate my prophets. Therefore, I won't speak to you anymore. Are you surprised that sometimes the words of the Lord to you are dry and they are not coming forth? This is simply the reason. When you deal with this prophet, the way God intends not to be dealt with, of course, the next thing you get is the word of the Lord is shut up in the heavens. You can't receive it. So when God said, I'm going to cause a famine of the land, it's not famine of hunger or bread or economy meltdown. Do we see here words in this country? Do we see how people speaking to us in this nation? Does anybody, have we ever seen prophet, men of God stood up to say, this is what God is saying about Nigeria? <laughs> the other day I watched on the TV and somebody stood up and was saying, God is going to do great things in this country. God is going to do great things in the Delta State. I said, maybe you will say that because you were hired to preach here. So that I can get some offering. But God is not telling you that. You should be able to tell us, this is what God is saying. In fact, when somebody is prophesying from the Spirit, you will know. Do you know that? Can you see what happened to Elizabeth? When Mary went and just greeted, the Bible said there was a flow. A bubbling from the inner man. That is prophecy. Prophecy flows. It's not something you conjure. It flows. It's not something that is ministered by the things you see. It flows. God is speaking to the situation. Say, how can the mother of my Lord greet me? You know, Elizabeth was talking. He didn't know what was there, but there was a prophetic contrast that came out. Are you still there? So there is a famine of the world today. Truth is not being preached publicly. A man can't hear God about their situation. Why? Because we have rejected along the line the true voice of God. That is why of the truth, the church in this country cannot salvage this country because we are not in contact with the Father. We are after our own business. I see a lot of dryness. I, on the other day, you know, caught up with a, a very good man I used to love who used to teach the word of God in simplicity, in purity, and in truth. But I find that what was coming forth was dry. There was no revelation again in what was bringing forth. Dryness. So even the people that we used to look onto, dryness. There is no flow. God has shut the heavens. Watch your preachers. If you are sensitive to the spirit, you find that there is a lot of dryness in the air. God is not speaking anymore. Hallelujah. We're just looking for scriptures to harness what we can get, get money, you know, <laughs> to be popular and things like that. That is not the word of God. Open the Bible page and make it the word of God. Let me tell you something. Do you know when Jesus went to the temple? And it was Luke chapter 4 when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That was a lesson for the day. He read the lesson for the day. But he said, today, have this scripture be fulfilled, it became the word of God. But as long as the Pharisees were going to read it, it was a lesson, not the word of God. <laughs> Did you understand what I'm talking about? When Jesus picked it and read it, he said, today, have this scripture be fulfilled, it became the word of God from that moment. 
But as long as for the lesson, huh? first lesson, second lesson. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Go to church, first lesson, second lesson, <laughs> third lesson. Then after the message, last lesson. And he called that the word of God. No, he said, anyway, you said it's a lesson. Say lesson. It's not the word of God. Huh? But you see, if in the midst of that lesson you're reading, God speaks a word to you. As you are reading it, something is quickened to your spirit. It becomes a word of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say, today has this scripture been fulfilled in your hearing. That means that day, that scripture becomes a prophetic word that is fulfilled in the hearing of the people. That's how the Bible becomes alive. Not just reading and reading like a novel and cramming all manner of things and, you know, just talking and... No. Why? Because you're not listening attentively enough. Okay? The heaven is shut down or shut up. You can't get words from the Lord. You'll just be losing scriptures to think that will help you back up. No. Sometimes you need to be still and hear what God has to say. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you there? Is anybody following this? Praise the Lord. So here is Amos talking. So when we're talking about a famine of the land, it could be grievous. A time when God will not send true prophet to his people. A time when no divine prophetic teachings will go forth. You must understand that we need to have what we call prophetic teachers. Prophetic teachers are men who teach the scriptures and convey God's mind to God's people. They are prophetic teachers. Hallelujah. But God sees the whole streams of people. No prophetic word, no prophets, no prophetic teachers. So the divine will and the mind of God is not be revealed to his community. As a famine of the word of God. And they are shut up. At this stage, no vision. That means they are going to the place of being what? Perishing. And the Bible says they are going to be running around. We are looking for the word. No prophets, no prophetic teachers, no prophecy coming forth, no spiritual counselors, no faithful reprovers. Now who can tell you what you are doing is wrong by the divine minded of the Father. You don't find them. And when such thing doesn't comfort, what is the end point? My people are perishing for lack of knowledge. It's not the knowledge of the Bible, knowledge of what God has to say now. That's how you perish. Because the lips of the mouth of the, of the priest shall knowledge proceed. Said so it shall seek knowledge in the lips of the priest. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Are you, are you following this? Amen. Now, we are talking about people. When famine comes upon the land, the true way of salvation is not be pointed out to the people. And that is the state we are today. People don't teach you how to come into a true relationship with the Lord. Can you imagine the testimony again? Somebody going to a meeting and said, you have to buy a luxurious bus tomorrow. What kind of nonsense? Is that God talking? Hallelujah. Is it God sending you to do that? Now, what is the result of that thing? Shut out the ministry. Shut out the fellowship. Now, God is not the author of confusion. So, when you give your word and there is no confusion in the place, just know that it's not from the Lord. God gives word to save situations. He doesn't give word to destroy situations. 
That is why if you receive a prophecy that makes you to become grieved in your spirit, not in terms of rebuke or correction, it's not from the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Are you following this? Amen. When man doesn't listen in times of their prosperity to the messages and the messengers of God's word, they shall seek him in their calamity and they shall not find him. When prosperity begins to come and you begin to neglect the simple instruction and the counsel coming from the Lord, in the days of trouble, find God, you will see him. Famine has started because you neglected the word of the Lord because of your prosperity. That's why we have to be careful when we begin to grow financially. Hallelujah. We have to be careful because you may come to the place where you neglect the things of God. You neglect fellowship. You neglect hearing God. The days of trouble, you will go and pray. God will not even answer because he will have sent you someone to speak to your situation redemptively before the issue comes up. Are you following this? Hallelujah. When we don't receive answers sometimes, we have to understand we went wrong along the line by neglecting the Father. Amen. In other words, if God will not help, we'll perish in the situation that we find ourselves. But God will deliver us. Hallelujah. Now, you can also see that from the book of 1 Samuel. Now, so let me show you what happened in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1. First Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1. Are you there? And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The word pressure doesn't mean it was, it was, it was fine. It was rare. It was cast. That's what it means to be precious. So when he said the word of the Lord was precious, not that it was very good, it was scarce. God was no longer talking. <laughs> Are you there? If you read it from the message Bible, it says, the boy Simon was serving God under Eli's direction. This was at a time when the revelation of God was rarely heard or seen. A time when the revelation of God was really heard or seen. Can you imagine a whole nation moving on, worshiping God, reading the Bible, then, if you will, the laws, you know, offering sacrifices, and yet the word of the Lord was not being heard. So we can be in meetings, we can be in fellowship, and we're not hearing God's words. That could be called service, may not be service to the Lord. That doesn't mean there is no priest. Eli was still there. That doesn't mean there were no sons of the priest. Hophenes and Phineas were still there. Were the burnt offering happening? They were happening. Sacrifice was going on, but God was not talking. So we are in a system. We are in a season. Come on, am I talking to someone here? Where all the sacrifices, more jamborees about the gospel is going on, but God is not speaking. The word of the Lord is rare. But God is raising up a type of the Samuel community. A people who can hear God. Who will walk based on what God is saying. 
We are not going to be intimidated by what man says. We are going to stay by what God is saying. We may be young, but we will carry something bigger than our age. Because Samuel was a young man, but what he was hearing, Eli the old man wasn't hearing it. Being old in the pulpit doesn't make you hearer of God. Hallelujah. Another company of people is coming up. God is raising a Samuel people. We will hear God distantly to know what God has to do. Come on, am I talking here? There is a rareness of God's word. I see it every day. When I see what is going on, when I see preaching is going on, when I look at people talk about faith, you find that go and read all their books about faith, they are repeating themselves all over again and again and again. There's nothing fresh in what they are teaching. Maybe you don't read these books. Read them. I read one recently. Because my Monday is to read people's book. <laughs> I searched. I compare notes. Is that okay? And they're all dry. They're repeating the same thing over again and again and again. You read two, three books, you find that they're saying just the same thing. Using the same scripture and I'm talking to God. All they want to do is to sell and make some money. It's not from the Lord. The word is right. But there's a Samuel people. They are coming up. Your ears should be open. Lift up. Stretch up your antennas. Get connected. Let God talk to you. Let God talk to your situation. In dreams and vision, revelation, let God speak to you. Are you seated? Job said, God speak at once, yet twice. But may passive did not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, he opened up their instruction, he sealed their instruction and opened their mind that he might deliver man from destruction. Right? So God speaks to deliver you. They are redemptive. Some dreams are redemptive. In a dream, in a vision of the night. So you can understand the purpose of dreams and vision is to do what? Deliver you. Job 33. Read it on your own. Read from verse 14. In a vision of the night, in a dream, God began once yet twice. But men perceive, I didn't know. He said, in the slumbering of the night, when deeply fall it upon men, he sealed their instructions and begin to give them word that he might deliver them from destruction. He said, if there be an interpreter, a messenger from the Lord, hallelujah, somebody who can decode the revelations, men will be delivered. God sent his vision and dreams so that we can be delivered from destruction. So don't come telling me about my grandfather. That is no vision, man. Don't keep on telling me about my community. I have nothing to do with that. My blood transformed, changed when I was born again. Nothing to do with my community. Not one bit. If I have to be there, I become a light in that place. God spoke to Saul. He said, come here. I am sending you. I'm taking you in to send you out to the people that I'm taking you from. I'm sending you as what? As light. God doesn't just send you, He sends you as light. He takes me out of the community, He sends me back there as what? As light. Not in connection to bloodline. Nothing to do with that. Absolutely. The day I was born again, I changed my identity. I changed my bloodline. Are you still following me? I changed my home address. That's why the devil can't find me. Mm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
If you do a renovation to your building, change the number of the street, if your brother who travel comes back home, he will definitely miss you. The devil left you. You got born again. Everything about you change. Be it transformed by the renew of the mind. He said, no, we know man after the flesh, henceforth. In other words, I used to know you before, but there comes a time when I can't know you the way I used to know you. Even the devil will miss you. Your identity has changed. Stop thinking of the devil following you and trying to kill you all the time. There is none. I tell you today, there is none. God is more than enough. Are you still there? For in him we live and move and do what? And have our being. In God we live. Let's check our attitude. Let's check our spirit. That is what is important. Let me tell you something. If the devil is after you, God sent him. Therefore, you can't stop him. You finish it until God tells him to stop. Why? <laughs> because he's a policeman for God. Do you know God has the left hand and the right hand? Huh? In our, in our place, they say, use one hand to beat the child, the other one to. So which hand is God going to use to beat you? God is too merciful to use his right hand. He uses his left hand. And that's where the devil works. Beat the hell out of you so that you will repent. So when you're praying, trying to pray, trying to cast him out, you say, why are you trying to cast me? I'm on my mission. Hallelujah. Put your ways right before the Lord. For when the way man, man's way please the Lord, make it even his enemies to be at peace with him. I have no enemy. I don't care how you feel about that. I'm saying the truth. I don't have one. If there is anyone, he's the enemy of the Lord, not my enemy. What did the word say this morning to Joshua? He said, the battle is not yours, but God's. I don't have any battle to fight. You want to fight with me? You fight with God. He will take you on fine and show you what it means to fight a battle. Hallelujah. So, the faithful dispensation of divine truth is the only hope of any nation or persons of or industry. The faithful dispensation, faithful revelation of God's word to an individual, to an establishment, a company, a church, is the word of God. That is only solution. If it comes raw from the Lord, we receive it. This is God talking. Where this is not available, where we don't find it, the Bible tells us the people will sink into ignorance and foolishness and they will perish. Faithful word of the Lord, that's what we need. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no redemptive revelation from the Lord, the people are bound to be destroyed. But God is bringing one to you. In your dreams and your vision, you're going to get one. God will send somebody to you that you least expected. I mean, the way God is doing this is, is, is amazing. I'm actually speaking. Look at, I was in his house the other day when the phone rang. For one hour, this lady was talking all the way from Germany. Talking, spoke for about 10 minutes, 20 minutes. He said, Pastor David, he said, can we go to the Holy Spirit? I said, come on, let's do that. We keep silent for about five minutes. And here was she burst out into prophetic words. I can't tell you what she told me. But God is alive, man. Just keep talking, talking. For more than one hour, we are there on the phone. God was downloading. I'm on a good path, man. I tell you something. I'm on a good path. I'm not shaking. I'm not moving. I'm on a good path. Come on, am I talking to someone? I am on a good path. It doesn't matter where David is in Abdullah right now. But I'm on a good path. There is kingship. Why? God is speaking. Are you still there? Don't be confused about life. 
the position God loves you. And one thing that will prove his love is when he begins to talk to you. Hear when God is talking. If he sends people around you, listen to them, believe them. Hear that this is God talking. Don't undermine divine counseling. Stay with what God is revealing or sending people to talk to you about. God loves you. We'll keep you going. Bless you. information right. God's Kingdom Advancement Initiative PO Box 3625 Worry, Delta State, Nigeria Email admin at gkai.net or visit us on the World Wide Web www.gkai.net Thank you.